This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media. Hey everybody, Chris Van Garrett. I am the producer for the Share Your Hotness podcast with Lita Green. We want to thank you so much for being one of our listeners. I just wanted to give you a quick note about this episode specifically. Uh, we, we encountered some audio problems with the, the interviewee's microphone. Uh, you're going to hear some some chopping in the background, a little bit of humming, stuff like that. We went through and tried to remove as much of it as possible. We got it down to a pretty manageable level, but it is still present, so I just wanted to apologize for that. There's, there's only so much you can do in audio mastering. Some things you can completely make go away and other things... Well, you just can't. This is one of those things. So we want to thank you once again for being uh, a loyal listener to this program. We love you. We could not do this without you. And now, on to the episode. Welcome to the Share Your Hotness podcast. Share your hotness. Now, here's your host, Lita Green. Okay. So welcome, Cheryl Light Shoe for Light Shoe. We got it. <laughs> Ron, that's scripted, and I mess up on your name after practicing. <laughs> now, Cheryl, where did you and I meet again originally? You came to Minneapolis to speak at Kelly, Kelly Jenner Burns. Okay, uh, yes, conference. yes, yes, yeah. of course, because that was that was the weekend that it um, snowed, and it was like, it wasn't June, but it was really early <laughs> to be snowing, and I'm like, you usually don't oh. get snow. June. But, you know, it's February right now, and we did just have snow, and it's going to be 30 below zero on um, Friday night. So aren't you glad uh, you're not here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, y- y- y'all are lovely, and uh, what's what's the Minnesota phrase? Um, you betcha. You betcha. Yeah, thank you. I'm like, oh, oh, you betcha. You know, you betcha. You, you know, yeah. So it's like Utahns say, oh, my heck. Oh, Yes. Yeah, so if you ever meet someone that says, oh, my heck, which is, you know, really slanderous swearing, you know, you, uh, you know, you're meeting in Utah. One time I was on the, the metro in D.C. and said to my friend, oh, my heck. And someone leans over and goes, you from Utah? And I was like, how do they how do they know? It's because of my, <laughs> my my violent swearing. Right. So Minnesota, you have four kids. I have two kids, but I have four grandkids. Okay. See how well I read your little bio, right? (laughs) And I love that you have been married and that you put that in there about your marriage. And I'm a big fan of marriage. Yes. Okay. So what are some of your great tips about marriage? Yeah, I've been married 43 years. I was telling my husband um, that I was going to do a podcast and talk about the secret to being married 43 years. He said, what are you going to say? I said, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Everyone listening in, we, we, um, Um, Cheryl, I know you've done a lot of podcasts and I've done a lot of podcasts and it's cute to see how, um, some people are very scripted and I'm like very much not wanting to be where we're going, like kind of a topic and the code that I'm not going to embarrass you might embarrass me, but I won't embarrass you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, um, so marriage, because typically how this whole thing started was actually live. I would just grab people in coffee shops. and just grab them and like not know anything about them. And these amazing stories would come out. And with COVID, we can't do that. So we're like, okay, we'll take it 
We'll take it on. We'll take it to the Zoom. We'll take it on the Zoom, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's really hard to approach perfect strangers, you know, through the internet. Like, hello, I'm the Prince of Bahrain. Will Will you please come? Yeah, on you start soliciting people on Facebook. They, yeah, they're going to be real skeptical of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Can with my, my moniker of hotness. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I don't, I don't. Oh my heck, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> yeah. So my wedding anniversary is February 6th. So I'm not sure oh, yeah, exactly so. when this will come out, but it'll be my 24th. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Or is it my 23rd? Oh my heavens. I've been married long enough that I'm not sure I at the moment. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so you have been married almost as long as I've been alive. I'm 47. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think it's you just start the journey together. And that I don't think there was ever a question that we weren't going to be together. But um, there were some rough times in there. And there's times when we said, are we sure we want to keep doing this? But I think you said something really key there. That's it. That we never questioned that we wouldn't be together. Yeah. Yeah. And that was yeah. part of why I married him. When I saw him, I was like, I could imagine myself. And I was 20, you know, I was 21. Cause I'm, I'm the, I'm the generation where if you were 22, by the time you got married, you were an old lady, right? Oh, um, I was almost decrepit then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nowadays it's not that way. But I, I remember when I met him and the, the, it was, the Beatles song "When I'm 64" was out. Was out. Oh, you know, will you yeah, still yeah. Will you still feed me when I'm 64? And I thought, you know, I can imagine being 64 with this man. Well, I'm now 65, and he's 66, and yeah, I, we're kind of still in digging, hanging out with each other. Digging, yeah, <laughs> digging, yeah. hanging out. <laughs> yeah, we're and you know, especially in the COVID world, you sure better. <laughs> yes, and what a gift for those of us that get to be sheltered in place with people we like. Yes, exactly. And and exactly. even love, which they yeah. they can be two separate things in marriage, can't they? Yes. Oh, there yeah. are days that I don't like my husband and I know he's never had a day where he doesn't like me. Of course not. Of course. <laughs> right. Not. Right. Um, but you, uh, you know, love is an action you choose. To, I mean, it's been said so many times you choose to fall back in love. Yes. Right. Okay. So some of those hard times where you had to choose to fall back in love, you want to share a story? Oh my goodness. You know, I think, I think children, <laughs> In general, is a time when you go, what did I sign up for? I mean, I love my children. They are delightful. They have not been rotten children at all. But it's just you're like a- disclaimer for the internet, yeah, right? In case my kids are watching. Uh, but it, I mean, just having children is stressful when you're in that time. And you know, he was working a bajillion hours, and I was trying to have a career and start my business and trying to figure out how to balance all of these things. Now, your business now is in travel. Was your business and travel then? No, actually, my business for the last 30 years has been doing coaching, training, consulting in the corporate world. Oh, wow. Okay, so you were back then in the corporate world. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've only always had my own business, so I'm a serial okay. entrepreneur. Um, I've always had my own business, and part of that was because I wanted to find balance with having my family and, you know. I'm like I, you in, like, a few years. Yeah, because yeah. I yeah. wanted to be home with my kids, and people were like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> like but I worked so hard to get them here. Might as well raise them. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So that was a lot of my starting my business and it just kind of kept growing over time with different pieces coming in and out. And I think that's part of the, 
part of the sticking with each other was during those tough times, we were both just supportive knowing that in some ways we were on different paths, um, working parallel for the same purposes, but we were on different paths. Another, another good thing, different paths, parallel purpose. Because I think so often you hear people like, we don't have anything in common. And because my husband and I don't have a lot in common, he likes to go on 40 mile bike rides for fun. Mm, I don't find that fun. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know, but the purpose works. Yes. Yeah. You know, he doesn't like to scrapbook and decorate. Yeah. No, I mean, my husband was a corporate guy for, you know, 30 some years before he uh, retired. And he he's Mr. Stability. I'm Mr. Miss take a risk and take adventure. And luckily he went, OK, he never knows what what I'm going to wake up with in the morning and go. <laughs> Okay, today I'm going to start a travel agency. And he's like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and, and, you know, he's, he's now is running my house because I'm still busy working. And oh, oh, I want one of those. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's so he's great. retired. He's retired. Yeah. And you see no reason to do that. No. Oh, heavens. I can't, I can't imagine myself retired. I'll always be, have my hands in different things. Um, yeah, I still yeah. do some of the corporate consulting. You know, I have a travel agency now. Right, I do right. coach and mentor women-owned small businesses. I mean, I just, there's so much to do and so many things that I love and am passionate about, including my grandchildren, including my husband, including my dog. Right. It I doesn't, also do foster dogs. I mean, it doesn't just, have to be either or. Right, exactly. Which exactly. for a woman of your generation, were there... I mean, you know, I'm sure there were obstacles that people wanted you to pick, right? Well, I think the obstacle was there wasn't role models. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's one of the things I see for myself is that I am a role model for those coming up behind me to yeah. see that they can have choice and to be hot and uh, awesome, no matter what it is that you bring. You right, know, right. You get to choose. Um, you get to choose your paths, and you get to choose some of the things that you want to do. Right. And right. having a spouse who's <laughs> who is like, what are you going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, to support me in that has been uh, has been just such a gift. Such a gift. That and that is wonderful. Every year at our anniversary, we look at each other and we say should we do this another year? So we do give ourselves the opportunity to kind of step back and say, yeah, I don't think so. But every year we say, sure, what's one more year? And pretty soon it's 43 or 24 or 23 or whatever it is that you're married. Um, (laughs) That's so funny to me because, you know, I'm all like, you know, this is, you know, you made that commitment, right? And I think there was there. I think every marriage that goes through a certain amount of years hits a point where it says, "Is the grass greener over there? Are we going to stick together? Are we going to do that?" And something that strengthened my marriage is that I got married with the intention that it would be forever. And I was incredibly picky about who I dated, you know. And people would accuse me of being too intellectual, and I'm like, absolutely, you know, too intellectual about where my heart could go. And I'm like, absolutely, you have to get past my head to get a chance at my heart. And I don't know if that's the right formula for everybody, but I was really looking for that character that I wanted for the long haul. (laughs) And that there was no back door made me dig in, you know? So if you guys are giving each other that, that option, did that start at the beginning of your marriage that you had that option of the back door? I mean the, you know, are we going to do this for another year? Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And part of it is, and I coach people on this all the time, like people in jobs and they feel trapped. I say, well, build a door. You don't have to go through the door, but it's just mm-hmm. good to know that it's there. Okay. Okay. You could. So, right. and I think, but I think with jobs and, um, I mean, you should always have plans. Yeah. yeah Cause but that I, can be think, taken from you. But, but when I hear people say to me, I'm trapped in my marriage, it's like, no, you're not. Right. You, there, you could have a door to, to leave any time. You, right. you either choose to be there or not. Right. Um, you know, now, yeah, and especially if those marriages are toxic and dysfunctional. I mean, yes, you, you know, uh, quirks are one thing, toxicity, manipulation, completely different. And so yeah. even with what I say about, you know, marriage being, you know, a long term commitment, not if they're crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. two years yeah. ago, I paid for a family member's divorce because they were crazy. It and right it's OK for the Internet to know that I think that about them because I said it. to their face. <laughs> 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 I'm nothing if not honest. Right. But, you know, marriage can be an enhancing of our individual because, you know, those days you talked about having to balance. And when, I mean, so your mom, did she cook dinner and did dad cook dinner? Well, so my family was, I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs and my mom worked in the business. So she was still the the primary one home. Now my dad did most of the cooking that I will say. Wow. Okay. See, so I kind of had this in my mind, you know, Donna Reed and, you know, (laughs) no, actually I had a very boring life. Uh, (laughs) Boring is good. Yeah. Boring is good. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. I, when I first hit the speaking stage, I was always apologetic that I had a boring life. You know, it's sort of like you have to have some major trauma in your life to justify your being up there on the stage. So I finally got up, up there apologizing that my trauma was I didn't have any trauma. <laughs> <laughs> that I needed to have maybe have some more, but I had just kind of a boring, normal life. But I still had my own personal struggles, right, right. as trying right. to find, define who I was and and become who I needed to become and let go of some of the beliefs around who I should be and who I really wanted to be. And that's the valuable story. Yes. Because I mean, in my situation, you know, my husband was hit by a bus. That is not an identifiable story. Right. People are not going to be like, yes, I remember when that happened. I mean, there's, it's a very small pool of people that can say they've been hit by a bus and live to tell the tale. Right. So, you know, I don't, I feel like we underplay no drama as a good thing, you know, cause all our movies, all our TV, but you know, one of the things that I've come to, if like, if, if my husband were hit by a bus repeatedly, then he needs to pick different places to be. <laughs> right. And then I also tell people that when he got hit, I wasn't driving the bus. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I did not hit him. And a lot of drama in our lives is caused by the choices we make, who we choose to be around, mm-hmm. right. Which is a choice. But, you know, that we're impacted by the choices of others. And I love my, somebody said one time they want to do a reality TV show on me. And I'm like, that would be incredibly boring. <laughs> you know, there's these moments of being on stage or doing the, you know, the, the thing that seems so cool, but there's so much work. So there's just be a lot of me doing dishes, making sure the laundry happens in between working on the computer, lots of computer time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it would be a reality TV show of me doing household things and computer work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and boring is good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sad. Buses are not 
around right hitting us right but, yeah. but I, I think the big realization I had was we all are here to learn lessons in our life right and some some of the lessons come with trauma and some of them don't and uh and the important thing is that you're listening you're listening to the messages that are being sent to you so that you can move forward with right. uh, with the things that you need to learn my you know when you talk about marriage my husband and I are very different people than when we got married thank god right <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. We'd probably be dead by now if we uh, had, we're still doing what we did when we were 22 and 23. I don't know. I think my husband might be, might have grounds for too much change. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd like, I'd like to be separated from Lita. She talks even more than she did. <laughs> <laughs> but Lita's out there, right? Yeah, Lita's out there and he has you're, to share me. You're out there in a small way. You're out there in a big way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it would definitely change. And that's why I think that purpose that you said is yes. so important. Yeah. Because what's the long-term purpose? Mm-hmm. You know, where, where are you going? And, you know, some people define that as heaven. Some people define that by sitting on the porch, you know, when they're old, watching their grandchildren play, you know, on the land they own, whatever it is, there has to be some kind of long-term goal. Yes. Yes. When yeah. Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt were um, engaged or whatever, you know, and he said, I don't think there's just one right person. And, you know, this is right for now. I was like, Run! <laughs> <laughs> because, you that know, why would a jail free card? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've, we've grown. Remember we've grown. I told you. <laughs> yeah. We've, I've grown beyond this. You know, I've grown. I've grown. And I mean, isn't that the part part? Um, of the purpose of marriage is that you do have that place to grow and to fail. Yes. You know, when, when uh, my husband's needed to make shifts in his job, it's okay. I was working when he's sick. I don't happen to have the flu when I get the flu, he's feeling better, right? That we can, you know, lean back and forth on each other and make our lives go forward in a, in a good system. But of course, when that doesn't work for people, when uh, there's the toxic dysfunction, one-sided, Okay. So I have an analogy of marriage. Tell me what you think about it, Cheryl. Okay. So I came up with it when I was 15 with a friend, my friend, Gary Stone. So obviously, you know, age sage advice, you know, is <laughs> 15, you know, it all. Yeah. Yeah. 15. You absolutely know it all, but it's for me, it's at the test of time. So I'd love your, your take, even if negative on it. Okay. So one plus one, mm-hmm. you know, is two. Mm-hmm. This is very complicated math. Okay. Mm -hmm. So one plus one is two and that's two people. Now in the enhancing the give it all to your marriage, there's marriages that are a one plus one and they're two people and they cohabitate and they have their two separate lives and everything. But to be united in that purpose, that long-term goal, it becomes multiplication. That's why I like to call it the enhancing power of marriage. Mm -hmm. So it becomes one times one. Mm -hmm. And of course the Bible talks about becoming one right? And the problem is, is that when we go and look for our better half, because if you're a half a person and they're a half a person, half times a half, right? It becomes less. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're doing just math, you know, just multiple, just adding it. Okay. What half, half times is a one, right? Right. But is if you really become united in purpose, united in soul, which, you know, I, I want this to be family friendly, but you know, kind of fun to be united 
mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In all of it and have that total trust. And I know this is a total safe place for me in all purposes, right? Mm-hmm. In all ways. And so if you, if a whole person in theory marries a half a person, it diminishes the whole person. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what, what's your, what's your take on that? What are your thoughts? I like that. I like that. You should do pre-marriage counseling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another job for me. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, what the heck? Let's start a new business right here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I feel like I should be married over 40 years before I, I do that. Right. Oh no. Heavens no. Oh, you, okay. You have more knowledge than the 10-year marriage or the five-year marriage already because you're 23 or 24. Yeah, 23 or 24. I just, I'm so good at math. I'm just not sure right now. <laughs> Too many fingers and toes. That's all yes, I have to say. You've yes. gone beyond toes and fingers. So now what do you do? One um, of my opening shticks for a speech about talents is how bad I am at math. So those who know me can be laughing that I'm like, okay, we're going we're gonna to do math now. <laughs> And it didn't even go over five, you know, but I'm like, okay, everybody. Right. Um, Because I think that we try to hold on to self so much. And I see people do this a lot just in our business ego. And because you're a business consultant, they don't want to, they don't want to fail. They don't want to look like they need help. They don't want to look like they, um, they're at that level. You know, they got like ego around what level they're at. And I'm like, oh, success is messy and there's tons of failure in it. And right <laughs> no, exactly. no, just boring straight to the top. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, just before our call, I got off of the phone call with my coach. Right. You know, I, I'm not I'm not 22 and I'm yes, I've been married a long time, but I'm still seeking ways that I can just be better and learn more about myself. And so even when you talk about one half plus one half, I think wherever you are, when you start your marriage, you are going to grow from there. Right. But if you are already, if If you have that dynamic of you're not here to serve me, which, you know, women, we went through a period where we were you know, the barefoot and pregnant kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that other women have just enforced that just as much as, you know, we want to blame men for doing that. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, um, 2019, there was like, it was the year of the woman. And I'm like, and they started ripping on men. I'm like, if we become empowered women, because we're tearing from the power of men, that's not empowerment, that's dominion. And yeah. so, you know, in a business, you have to have some humility to go through that messy failure of learning of where your weaknesses are. And in a marriage, that is, it's a business, right? You know, what it may not be to have a certain ROI, but kind of because you want to raise functional human beings. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that's like, if you have children, that is the goal of your marriage (laughs) (laughs) and to become better and to change. And I love how you said we're totally different people. And yet people talk about how being different and they changed it's where they're changing to. And I feel like that purpose, that united goal, you know, for my husband and I, we believe in heaven. So it's like, you know, that's like a thing that we can always, we had some really great advice at the beginning of our marriage to pray at the end of every day. And sometimes I'm like, I don't want to pray to you, you know, <laughs> I don't want to do that. And yet, oh, okay. Something greater than myself, something out there that cares about me. Okay. Do I want to be grumpy? You know, and, you know, sometimes you go, you're grumpy 
for a couple of days. And then you're like, what was the point of that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what, what advice do you have in our, um, our newlywed consulting business that we could open together? <laughs> <laughs> My husband, both our husbands in the other room, if they heard that being like, no, no, don't, don't start another thing. <laughs> Because we'll come home and we'll coach them, right? That my kids always hated that. Mom, stop being a coach. I just want to have dinner. (laughs) Well, one day I was, um, well, with COVID, you know, my friends, you know, it's kind of the very few kids can come over, right? There's Mm -hmm. a young lady that came over and obviously hadn't gotten up on a stage enough. And I started talking and she goes, you know what you should do when like COVID's over? And I was like, what? She's like, you should be a motivational speaker. I was like, that's a, that's a great, that's idea. a great idea. I should do something with that. <laughs> She's obviously not in your fan club. Yeah. Uh, she, she, uh, she didn't, she didn't know me and that's, that's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> so you know, I, I hope to never have so much ego that I assume I met a celebrity one time that I should have known if I watched the housewives of something County, mm-hmm. you know, but yes. again, drama is not my preferred form of entertainment. I, I enjoy the, the true stories where they ever came. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know that she was a celebrity and she turned to me. She's like, don't you know who I am? And I was like, do you know who I am? Cause I wasn't <laughs> sure. I was just like, am I supposed to know? Do we go to high school together? Like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be offensive. And, and, um, she's like, I don't know who you are. And I was like, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know who you are either. Like, am I supposed to, it was, it was oh, comical my. and awkward, you know, but yes, we all do that in our own circle. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. You know, we're all famous in our own minds, I guess. We need to have that, that enough to put the ego aside, to make the business work, to make the marriage work, to do the work that makes life go forward. Yes. And I think this idea that, you know, we're old enough that the younger generation, right, um, that there was an instant, you know, we didn't have the instant phones and the instant answers. And we had to go to the library and look things up. And sometimes I'm like, man, you kids, you know, writing an essay used to be like a week and a half project. Cause you had to go cite your sources. Now it's like, go look on Google and see which one you want. Mm-hmm. And it's more a training of what would be a legit source, you know, like Wikipedia may not be, you yeah. know, considered, <laughs> you know, so what do you think about that instant? Of, of the how do you think that's affected marriage or are we being old and jaded is it being affected marriage to getting the instant yeah I mean do you think that's affected people's ability to create relationships create businesses yeah. that they think it should be this instant thing yes I do I and I think that you know you asked uh, a little bit ago what would I suggest if we had this great coaching business around uh, <laughs> newlyweds or um, I think part of it is give everything time so there's days when it's like I don't even want to look at this man anymore I just you know I just can't but I won't decide until a week from now if I still feel that way so allowing myself to kind of work through all the emotions of that and then realize what was it that we were arguing about I don't even remember or you know we spat it out a little bit and right suddenly so how would you do that would you like write it down or you just kind of compartmentalize it how would you do that? Well, how I would do it and how he would do it are completely different. Okay, well, I'm interviewing him today, so. <laughs> so I pout, you know, so I let myself go into my emotions. So probably a couple pout, of okay. And, don't and those are the great one. Minnesota accent. 
Right. I pout. Okay. Sorry. I was too distracted by the pout. (laughs) I didn't quite hit the pout with the Minnesota. I love it. Okay. Say it again. So everybody can be entertained. Like I I pout for a couple days, um, ignore him and, you know, give him the silent treatment. I mean, it's all childish. I I know what I'm doing. He knows what I'm doing. We just, you know, it's just kind of the dance that you do. Right. Right. Finally it's like, okay, I need to talk. Now he is very, bless his heart because he just kind of lets me do my thing. You know, it's like, okay, I know she's got to do this because he knows if he came to poke the bear, it would not, it would be. Yeah. It would hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can slice and dice people with my tongue. <laughs> so after you know, a little bit of time, then I'll say, okay, can we talk? And then he's like, yeah. And so then I blah, 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 what I've been thinking about. And then uh, we come to some resolution or we just agree to disagree and then we move on. But if at that moment when I'm angry and I'm just in my emotions mm-hmm. um, and I haven't processed through everything yet, that would be a horrible time to think, is this forever or not? Right. Mm, so right, it's, right, it's right. a time factor. It's okay to be upset with each other. I think that's, that's clear. And some of yeah. it is your own growth and learning. I'm kind things. of worried when couples say they've never fought. Yeah. It's like, what do now, you do? At this point in my marriage, we don't, we don't have fights. Yeah. No, no, do we, you know, but boy, you know, and I'm not saying we hit each other or I don't think you can ever, um, use language that is demeaning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you in our, in our business, one of the pieces of advice would be to not, you know, use demeaning language ever. Like you can't, you can't use the B word and, um, you know, I mean, I don't think you can use any of those words, Mm -hmm. you know, if it's in a relationship with just our human beings, Mm -hmm. if it's an inflammatory word, it's off, it's off the table. Don't use it. It's a sign of self-control to not use these words. Mm -hmm. You know, but in a marriage, in a relationship, you know, if my husband were to say the B word to me, that would be like, you know, yeah. um, I, you know, words are important. Right. And, yeah. you know, of course, no hitting. But, you know, there was, you know, hot emotions. And, you know, one time a wall got hit and mm-hmm. not not with a person, but, you know, the, the, you know, hit the wall. And there yeah. were some heated, heated things. And I remember one time telling my girlfriend, I don't know if we're going to make it. And now people are like, Lena, your marriage is so perfect. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it is. Cause we paid the price to get here. Yes. Yes. And I, I admit that when I hear about people who they're like, they're great, they're wonderful. We just, we just grew apart. I'm like, well, grow, you know, retrain the vine, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, what do you think about that? I mean, I, you never really know what two people are going through, but it just makes it sad because I feel I've had so many friends come back to me and say, I wish I had taken your advice and stuck in there. And so I love that. Give it time, mm-hmm. you know, but what if it's really one of those times that is hard. Like we had three years of law school Mm -hmm. and we didn't get to nourish that relationship like we should. And we had four pregnancies, two surviving pregnancies. And it was just, yeah, it's just, it's just a rough road. It's just, just, you know, you're just kind of grabbing on for dear life and going on the roller coaster in some of those years. Yeah. Um, And I feel like we have more time to decide to make a decision about what's happening. Yeah. Because there's so, that's such a knot. So even when you think about the vine that's growing, there's so many knots in that you've got to, you've got to calm down and figure out how to untie the knots before you can really make a good decision on, does it make sense to, to stay or go? And I right. think in our case, whenever we untied the knots, 
we got back to that parallel path. That parallel purpose. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So we've got, give it time Mm -hmm. with the foundation of the parallel purpose. We've got not fight. That was, that was, you know, not fight mean. And it's okay. It's okay to pout, (laughs) but you have to say it because you have the better accent. Pout. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that more cute? (laughs) Right. You're like, whatever. Everybody here. Whatever. I just, okay. (laughs) Oh my heck. Whatever. Right. (laughs) I just decided to be funny. Um, But I like that. How, how important that purpose is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and how creating what, what is it you want in life and where are you going and what's the ultimate, you know, but I, I would hesitate to create that purpose around a certain level of financial success because anything outside of you can be taken away or even like, you know, um, I don't know in your case, but in my case, I wanted more kids. And so people will say to me, Oh, you, you only had, cause they only see the two children. They don't see the three kids that I have, you know, they see the, the two and they'll say, Oh, you chose to focus on your career. So you had less kids, you know, and I want to like punch them. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. I have to have like self-control. The judgments, then, the judgments people make because they don't know, right? Because they don't know our path. And they and then some people will be like, Oh, you're so lucky. And I'll be like, Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I know everybody has different challenges, you know, and lady with, you know, six, seven, eight kids, you know, I'm sure she's got days, you know, that she's like, What did I do? <laughs> Cause I had those at two. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd be cute and they go to sleep and they were adorable. How close in age were your kids? My kids were four years apart. Okay. Mine were two and a half. Okay. Oh, so I called my mother and I said, remind me that I prayed for this. <laughs> Cause that was just a little bit closer than, so I had the two in diapers and you know, it, yeah. it's just crazy times. So all if my, you're, all my grandkids are two years apart. So both my son and, and daughter both had kids that two, you know, newborn and two. I was like, Oh man, there's a reason you have kids when you're young. <laughs> so have your kids, cause they're married. Cause I was going to ask, I knew you had grandkids. I was going to ask if both of them were married. Yes. So did they come to you guys and be like, Hey mom, dad, you have such a successful marriage. What advice do you have? Someday you're going to open up a consulting business for newlyweds with Lita. Uh, <laughs> did they? Did no they way. No, no way. It, it, it's sort of uh, so. You know, with my daughter was she was in um, when she was in high school. You know, I would say to her really smart things, right? Because I was a really smart mom, and and right. she'd go, "Oh yeah," and, and she'd snarl at me. And then she'd come back from school and she'd say, "Oh, do you know what Mrs. So and So said today?" And it would be the exact same thing that I said, you know, two days ago. But right. she was much smarter than I so of course yeah. they were not going to come to me for marriage or their but death have marriage. they since we sent them both to pre-marriage counseling oh excellent excellent that was part of the marriage package was they had to each go to pre-marriage counseling okay the marriage package so like if we're going to pay for your wedding yep okay Her okay because I've told my kids I won't if your wedding, I mean, we knew we were going to pay for their wedding, uh, but it was like, and part of that will be this. Um, and uh, and they both, neither one of them walked at doing that. It was really a good, because they ended up referring back to a lot of that um, over the early years of their marriage. And again, I know I could have said the same thing that their pre-marriage counselor would have said, but they heard it differently. Well, I had someone demand a very expensive financial gift for me, and I offered in lieu of that to pay for birth control. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's how you win friends and family to your side. Yes. (laughs) I don't think you're ready to propagate. Yeah. (laughs) I like that a lot. I'm going to put that down with my kids. Now, did you do this with like a trained therapist or like a pastor or priest or who did you, how did you select? Because I need to know what our competition is. (laughs) Well, I didn't, I didn't necessarily tell them who they had to see, but I had to kind of approve who they saw. So I, I let them, you know, and they, they ended up both picking the same person. Oh, my funny, son got yeah. married first and they, him and his wife picked someone. And then it ended up, my daughter ended up picking her as well. And she was just the right fit for both of them. So I love that. Okay. I'm going to add that. So I just got smarter. Okay. Yeah. And I have a son with a serious girlfriend, so I got to really get my, my marriage package offerings down. So what else is a marriage package? Uh-huh. So did you have like, we'll pay for the honeymoon or like what, what else was in the marriage package that you would do? It was sort of a negotiation. We kind of had a budget for each. I mean, we kind of knew what kind of chunk right. of money we were going to do. And right. then my, da- my daughter-in-law's family, you know, we're, didn't have as much financial means. So right. we pitched in a lot more to uh, an equal amount. Yeah, and, you know, the, the traditional is the girl's family pays for this and the boy's yes. family pays for this. And like I paid for my own wedding and then my parents paid me back. You know, yeah. I was more I didn't want to wait for them to have the money, you know, and thank heaven we don't live where there was a dowry. Cause the only dowry I could offer was that I had no debt coming with me, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, um, and, and each kid needed, you know, different things. My daughter wanted some, uh, money towards a down payment of their first home. And, you know, so we did that. My son didn't need that. He already had his home. So, you know, well, my wedding was a thousand dollars. So what oh. was the budget here? <laughs> <laughs> that was probably about my wedding because 43 years ago, that would have been right. a big wedding. It was, it was cheap in my time too, but, um, you know, it was more expensive than my parents' wedding, which I think capped at like $300. Uh-huh. It was like, you know, maybe the, the sheet cake kind of thing with rock candy. And, and it was, it was pretty simple, but they were, they were very, very young. <laughs> My husband is interesting. His family, his mother, who just recently passed away at a hundred. Um, wow. Awesome. She, uh, she has this Chinese bookkeeping. So everybody gets the same amount, right? So I might borrow five bucks to this kid. She had six kids. I might borrow five bucks to say for this kid. Well, the other were, the other kids were going to get that five bucks somewhere along the line when my husband has the same kind of math calculating. So they may not get the same things, but they get the same dollar value. Okay. 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 I like that. Okay. I'm going to add that in. Look at all these pearls of wisdom. Wow. You've given me, we could just keep going. In fact, I should have you on again to give some amazing travel tips. Sure. Yeah. You know, because I love to travel. Yeah. And eventually it won't be like rubbing salt in the wound. Exactly. You know, we can't. Yeah. We can't yeah. I love that. I love to travel. That's part of my, you know, um, encore career, you know, opening a travel agency a couple of years ago. And then, of course, COVID hit. So I just right. enjoy looking in and dreaming as most of us are doing. I have to tell you, Cheryl, that I pretty much want to be you when I grow up. Oh. I, I already see that we have so much in parallel because I just told my son the other day that, you know, if I were, um, a widow, which I do not plan on or am hoping to be, you know, mm-hmm. but my husband did die once in a heart attack, you know, <laughs> different story, um, that I want to be a travel writer. Oh, that I want to travel around and do 
like review places. I love the people. And I'm like, I'll just be like, I just see myself as like this little, you know, 80 year old, you know, in China, nobody will mess with me. I'm an old lady. <laughs> you would be perfect doing that. Yeah, you'll be perfectly doing that because you're a good interviewer. And then you love pulling people off the street and saying, hey, tell me about. So this might be my encore career. I'll be like, okay, Cheryl, what do I need to do? You know, no, but right now I'm enjoying home and family. And I think I've enjoyed shelter in place a little bit too much <laughs> from, <laughs> you know, a speaker. When you're traveling, you're doing all these different things. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to enjoy the next three years with my daughter home and the next four or five months with my son. <laughs> oh gosh, that's soon already. Yeah, I, I might, the, the podcast might have like a little break, you know, well, I have my nervous breakdown because I'm crying. Okay. So maybe I'll have to okay. pick people who don't like talk about kids leaving. And then, you know, but Cheryl, you have been such a delight and I know we could go on for so long and I want to thank you for being one of my first podcast guests. And so I hope, you know, in the years ahead that people will go back and listen. And especially when we do our next get together. That would be great. This has been so fun. Thank you, my dear. Well, this I is how I need to hang out with my girlfriends yeah. and get to know, because I we didn't know each other that well. I just knew that I liked you, <laughs> you know? And uh, thank you for coming on and telling me more about that purpose. The Share Your Hotness podcast is produced by Van Garrett Media. Lita Green is the host and creator of the podcast. Chris Van Garrett is the editor, producer, and music director. Shayla Dawn is our research coordinator. Join us next week for another episode of the Share Your Hotness podcast. Thanks for listening. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.